With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Full sport press. To the Full Sport Press podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations! I would like to welcome everybody back, and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy Big Jeff. Wheezy in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What it do, what it do, what it do. Coach Locke back in the building and said, what's up, couch? What's good, what's good, fellas, y'all all right? Man, episode 315, man, we back, quarantined up. Everybody uh, looking uh, very quarantined <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Listening to Coach Locke, I had shaved my mustache, trimmed it down. Oh. Then he uh-huh. had me looking like a Dominican outfielder with no mustache on our live for a couple of weeks. Hey, but I told you it'll grow back. Right it's back. back. It's back. It is practice back. again. Practice again now. Yep. yep. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. I've seen better days. I've seen better days. Man, listen. Yeah. I was telling you in pre-production, I looked myself in the mirror and said, kind of ugly right now, dog. I wasn't even no kind of to it. I'm ugly, dog. So this is the question. Sadly. If this quarantine was, if you knew it tomorrow for sure that it was 100% clear, could you go anywhere without going to the barbershop first? Yeah, no. as long as I got a hat, man. You talking about it with a hat? Hell no, nah. <laughs> hell no. Nah. Nah. Nah, I ain't going. I can't go nowhere. The quarantine's over tomorrow. My first, my first stop is the barber shop. Mm. First stop. Mm. First stop. I'm, I'm going I'm, back outfield. Dude. Yeah, I'm going back to my Dominican outfield days for sure. Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode three hundred and fifteen. We are bringing the 2020 NFL draft to a close by determining the winners and losers of the draft. If it's peace You damn right. Everybody <laughs> in unison. Always. <laughs> All together now. Yeah, for sure. Better damn know it, man. <laughs> Better damn believe it. Let's kick it out. Best of the week, Jeff. What you got? Man, my best of the week is the Wale Sue Me video. Um, mm. That's 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 a artistic achievement by young Wale Lauren. Like, that's I know it's not a hip-hop show. I'm not going to stay on it too long, but that's a great video if you haven't seen it. Check it out. It's worth the eight minutes of your day. Definitely check that out. I, real quick sure. question about that, Jeff. Why, I think, in my eyes, it was also my best of week, but I'll switch it. Why isn't this video getting the same critical acclaim 
that Childish Gambino's This Is America video? Because it's a better video than that. I honestly don't know. Childish Gambino is more of a, he's more commercial in wildlife. So you have those commercial people that are going to push him out a little more and push the, the video more. I got you. I got you. 100%. Uh, what you got, Weezy? What's your best of the week? Oh, my best of the week, man. Drake dropped a little a little mixtape or whatever it is. It, it sounded, I like it. I needed that. Mm-hmm. It's a quarantine Drake doing his quarantine season. I needed it. He, he sent me an email saying he was gonna drop something. I, you know, he came through for his boy. Came through, yeah. I think I think it's better than uh more life. Yeah, we'll talk about that on another show. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on, coach? What's your best week? Man, seeing all the kids from Nashville get drafted and the, the players from TSU, Tennessee State get drafted in NFL, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I know on the page we posted that the state of Tennessee as a whole had eight players get drafted which was like maybe fourth or fifth when it comes to states out of the whole country. Of course, your Florida's, your Texas, places like that that are more known for football per se. They had more, but to see Tennessee getting the more recognition for sports is starting to, you know, really get our respect for the city and for the state. Most definitely. Um, My best of the week is Jordan Bell, a TSU football player that lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. Um, he received a surprise visit from the entire uh, TSU athletic department as he got released from the hospital home. So um, Godspeed to that young man as he uh, is on the road to recovery. But um, it was cool seeing all the coaches come out and uh, giving him a uh, round of applause, coming up, shaking his hand, um, seeing how things are going, considering the fact that everything he went through, man, over the last couple of months. So shout out to Jordan Bell, man. Prayers going up to him and his family. Mm. Most definitely. Worst of the week. Jeff, what you got? Man, so, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit, you know, as the show got going. You know, hair's not, you know, looking great right now. <laughs> so, we try to do some hat shopping, you know what I mean? My hat selection is very limited. I normally don't really wear the hat. Right. Um, so, I ordered a snapback or two. Got them. <laughs> Tried them on. I guess they just don't make snapbacks size eight fitted favorable though like they don't make them friendly for us so yeah so do better people who make snapback um, <laughs> I want to support I want to I want to be somebody who wears your label but I wear a size 8 fitted gotta help me out that, that, that's what I was gonna ask Jeff is it because of the quarantine cut that they don't fit or when you get your, your chop will it fit then will the hat snap I'll be back real, I don't know I, I haven't I've never I'm not a big hat person I don't even own a snapback so you know what I'm saying like you know, any hat I have has probably been in my closet for it. This this is the newest hat I got. It was a gift because you know what I'm saying a work gift. People knew I like the bills. So other than that, yeah, it's rough for me. Yeah, gotcha. yeah AB has the same problem. And we gotta make a phone call. Get y'all boys squared away. <laughs> yeah, lock what you got, man. What's your worst? Man, seeing all these cities opening up like nothing is wrong. I'm yeah. seeing pictures where people are in restaurants, you know, just sitting down talking to each other. Nobody has any masks. Gyms are opening back up, man. It's just too soon. I don't, I don't like that, man. They won't yeah. see me there, but I think it's just too soon to be opening up stuff like they are. Hundred percent, man. I agree with that. Weezy, what you got? Uh, man, I tried. Uh, you know, I got on. You know, the whole quarantine thing. I, I I'm like a online right now. I, I watch a lot of TV commercials popping. And the old Krispy Kreme donut, man, the strawberry donut, man. 
Yeah, now for sure. Talk to me. It it it, uh, it got me. I made a I made a visit to him. I don't like. It. I don't like. It. <laughs> Trash. Hey man, hitting a donut hit the floor was priceless. <laughs> man, you just frisbee the donut, dog, in the quarantine, dog. Oh man, I needed that boy. Woo! Hope cameraman it, got it that. Hit like a brick, like yeah, yeah, damn. <laughs> I mean, but y'all try to let me know if I'm tripping. Okay, okay. It wasn't me. <laughs> Woo! All right, my worst. That was funny. It's very similar, man. Devin Booker, you seen out with one of the Kardashians? Come on, book. You got one job, and that's hold me down. You know, um, I talked to Weezy throughout the week. He talks about my misses in the NFL. I've had a couple. I think we all have. But in the NBA, I'm spot on. Devin Booker's leading my uh, team of great players in the NBA. Jeff hating them. But um, you got one job, Devin Booker. Stay away from the Kardashians. And stay away from that entire team of Kardashians. Just six of them. So in turn, if you can stay away, including the mama, if you can stay away from them at a high level, dog, your NBA career will be just fine. So, uh, and she's like running a marathon and all the light skinned dudes in the NBA, man. Just my young boy got to relax, man. At the same they one make, with Ben Simmons, they same one with Ben Simmons, the same ones with Jordan Clarkson, the same one that was with a bunch of them. All the light. Blake Griffin. Blake, yeah, with Blake, <laughs> yeah, man. Just hoop, man. Just who? Look out. Look out. Be on the lookout, coach. Nah. <laughs> coach, you ain't got to worry about it. Well, you know, book out. on the ball. Those stats for the drop. Soon. You ain't got to worry about it. I'm so. The, the day that my dog starts shooting 31% from three or something, and that 28 go down to 22, I'm looking for her. For real. <laughs> we got a problem. Because that's my that's my prize pick right there. You know what I'm saying? Devin, that's book. That's yeah. real, real quick, coach. Here you it's, go. Here you nah, go. Nah, nah. This, this, is no, this is no joke. Now. This is no joke. Is Deshaun Watson your guy? My guy? Did you call Deshaun yeah. Watson? Yes, I did. I I, was, sure. I confirm I confirm that Jay Jay feels otherwise, but I he, he, he don't listen. He always want to say when I when I called a message, but he never want to give me my credit when I called him once. That right. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to bring to the lights so we can clear it up in the light. Yeah, we, I'm glad you did that, Weezy, because because <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Ooh, I did a whole show with you for four years. Boy, I remember that. Stat of the week, man. Shout out to Bryce for another fine. He's back in his bag. Carl Malone is second on the all-time scoring list, fellas. However, he does not have one single season scoring title to his name in his entire career. Stat of the day, man. Shout out to Bryce for that fine. You would think. That's you would think. a lot of consistency. Yeah, nah, for sure. Just consistently 22s, 24s, 26, 22. So, yeah, Every year. Every year, for sure. Oh, that Laker year was wrong. He got hurt, though, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. He would have got 20 that Laker year anyway. Nah. 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 <laughs> he probably got about 12. Yeah, for sure. 16 tops. <laughs> right. Max. And that's pushing it. For sure. <laughs> and make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook. IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search for Sport Press Podcast. And after you do that, make sure you check out the On Dead TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. 
the latest issue is up right now. The hip hop latest billionaire Kanye West episode is up. Have you guys checked that out? It's, it's hard to check on a dude for having a billion, but man, that don't sound like a billion right there. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't think it is either. <laughs> that I don't, don't sound like right me. <laughs> I mean, he's doing a lot with the shoes. I get that, but what else is he doing to bring in income like that to have a billion? Well, well, you know what he's doing. Yeah, now those numbers is crazy. The things that he's doing for Adidas and all the percentages that he has as far as points and the negotiating tactics that he um, displayed to get those points, on top of that, uh, owning some of the rights for some of those sales, man, it's worth it. And you see why he's a billionaire. I don't believe it, though. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> think, about, think about all the business moves you take somebody like Jay-Z has. All the business he has his hands in, and he just recently, not in recently, I don't mean like in the last six months, but you know what I'm saying? He just got to that big enough status, and he has way more going on. But I'm telling you, man, if you see the way that he's dropping these shoes and the way that he negotiated that contract to get so many points on these shoes, and he's dropping two a month, coach, sometimes three, and on top of that, accessories hoodies and all types of stuff man he's doing man. So he's doing some stuff and he's still doing music yeah still doing music which is i don't even want to talk mm-hmm. about him in music um yeah. <laughs> move right along to pressure than your average podcast me and my dog animal brown is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion we have a youtube exclusive that will drop this week coming up keep your eyes on the FTYA. IG page directly for the culture. Also, continue to hit the hotline 629 777 5565 and drop a fashion related voicemail so we can answer that question. Where your kicks, cop responsible. Jeff. Yes, sir. You on the clock. You got 10 good wrestling seconds. Yeah. All right, let's start. Yeah, the clock. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's keep it light real quick. Former WCW and WWF star, uh, the dog face Grimley, Rick Steiner. True. Uh, was thrilled. He got to see his son Bronson Rex Steiner get uh, signed his NFL contract with the Baltimore Ravens. That's always dope to see that. So y'all might remember part of the Steiner brothers. Y'all remember them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out to Rick, man. Also, got a wrestling related FSP announcement coming in about a few days, in about a week or so. So y'all okay. keep your eyes open for that. It's okay. Be all right. All right. Yeah. Been a good good quarantine for us over here. We've been working. There we go. <laughs> working it out. Working, working, working. That's what's up, man. The other brother that's the Steiner brother is Big Papa Pump, right? Yeah, Scott Steiner, yes. Yeah. Scott Steiner. Big bad booty daddy. Yeah. The big right bad there. what? Booty the daddy. Man, weird. <laughs> you said big yeah. bad booty daddy? Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Big Papa Pump. The big bad booty. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you gotta say it all, man. That's how he go. That's how he addresses himself. And tweet us with questions, man, throughout the week in full sport press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. (laughs) Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Man, at the Revolution, we'll be podcasting. Before we get started, the first half, Wheezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? Yeah, I do. This week's recipient is Neymar's mom, Nadine Gronkowskis. Whoa, close, Gronkowskis. There we go, Gronkowskis. Gronkowskis. 
Speaking of uh, what what's Rick Snyder? I mean Scott Snyder's name? Big Bad Booty Daddy. Okay, this this makes sense. Uh, PSG and Brazilian soccer star Neymar, my guy, PSG, uh, was upset last month because his 52-year-old mother, Nadine, was dating a 23-year-old gamer. Let's put things in perspective. Neymar is 28 years old. Neymar only gave his seal of approval for the relationship when his mom declared her love for the 23-year-old just 10 days after meeting. Ten days later, it appears that Nadine has ended the relationship. You want to know why? After she discovered that he had dated various men prior to their first meeting. Diego yep. mm. Ramos allegedly dated Neymar's personal chef before becoming romantically involved with Neymar's mother. It's also claimed that he was also dating a famous Brazilian male actor and stand-up comedian. Tiago was reportedly kicked out of the Neymar mansion and back in Brazil with his family. God, we need sports back. And we need it back in the worst way. First thing smoking, we need it back. I'm going to say, I'm going to be the one to say it. I'm going to say it. Tiago was was getting to the bag. Like, let's just be honest. That's true. true. He's been around. He's been around some very wealthy people. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna get that out. I'm gonna get that out, Prime. Yeah, Prime. you got a plug for that. We get that out to him. For, yeah, man, that man. might be on the doorstep in a minute. <laughs> Prime. The thing is, if it's coming Prime to Brazil, boy, you a bad man. You a bad man. We. Yeah. But hey, go on, go on use the drone. We tell him send it with the drone. Just drop it yeah. in the dough. You know yeah. how mad I would be if my mom was dating somebody six years younger than me, dog. Mm. 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 It'll be smoking the city. I'll be smoking yeah. the city. Oh, yeah, hit home. Like, she close to my mom age. Yo. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm wow. trying to tell you. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. Slow singing and flower <laughs> brink, you better damn what? know. How did they even interact? Like, how did they even you know come why? across each other? No, I didn't say why. How? Oh, you, you know. You know, he's trying <laughs> to get to it. Whatever T.A. going to do, he doing it right. Damn. Tiago is, is fumbled, he fumbled the bag, but he's trying to figure it out. That damn Tiago. Yeah. yeah, he need his ass whooped. You guys ready to get started sure. the first half? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. First half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What it do? It's your boy, Coach Locke. Locke, where can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, nothing has changed. Lock underscore the underscore great on IG and Twitter. That's T H A. What you got, Weezy? FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I met how Weezy on Twitter. I let you. I let Jeff, what you got? It's J Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Damn right. And I'm J A I H O V on Instagram and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter as long as it's not COVID-19 related. Let's kick the first half off, man. NCAA talk. NCAA is finally ready to pay players in 2021. The NCAA released a statement said the athletes will be allowed to appear in advertisements and can reference their sport and school, but they will not be able to use the school logos or branding in those advertisements. Let's start off with What's allowed and what's not allowed. 
this is basically saying you can monetize their social media, profit from writing a book, or making music from, uh, you know, on iTunes, SoundCloud, making some money off of it. Also hosting a sports camp, starting a business, among other potential opportunities. How would this work for the college athlete, fellas? It's a, to me, it's a step in the right direction, but we all know this is just a ploy of the G League getting all these five-star athletes. We know that's where it's stemming from. Just kind of sped up and put more pressure on NCAA. So the, it's good they'll be able to make some money off some things. The only thing I don't like about it is that the NCAA is still not losing no money from this. They're not going to be giving the kids any money. They're still going to be making billions, and all of those businesses still going to the NCAA because they are not contributing nothing more than what they already doing, like scholarships. This is a Band-Aid on, a, on an ocean-level crack, like ocean floor crack. Like, this is not going to stop anything. Like, if a kid can notice the long ball of how this works, it's like, this still doesn't give you much. If I'm, if I'm a three-star guard or I'm a four-star, whatever, four-star forward, I may not be able to get the same endorsements that five-star guy is going to get, so I'm not going to get that money back. It's not stopping the NCAA from capitalizing off of me because if I'm at State Tech University getting 30 points a game and no one cares about me, like I can't sell any cars or sell like merch around in, in the city, I'm not going to make any bread. But if I'm a Clemson quarterback, of course all the local endorsements are going to come. But oh man, it's, it's just the NCAA trying to look good in the face of seeing that they're losing their public image battle right They're going to have to find a way to kind of make sure this is under control because. Man, in high school, you're going to be able to be doing the exact same thing in college. Brandon Jennings, Michael Beasley, Kevin Durant, if this was happening then, this kid would be used the entire time he's in high school. What I'm most worried about is NCAA football not coming back because they have to establish a union. A union has to be established before people can go and create a game. And I'm sick about that. That's the only thing that makes me upset. But they said that, you know, it could be something – uh, that can be done, but as of right now, it's not even on the um, docket. Because their union's going to guarantee that kids that go to to the land of the gold and the sunshine are getting paid for their games, right? Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, of course, they might not get paid as much as a Clemson or Florida State or Florida or Miami or Vanderbilt, yeah. but they're still on the games. They deserve a cut of the revenue. What did you have to go back that far? They, what, what did they get this last year with Zion Williams in high True. school? True. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be the new Wild Wild West. That's kind of like I was going to say. Then you got to look at how let's, – let's take Ohio State, how they had to vacate them wins with their football team because they were selling all their paraphernalia. Remember that? Are they going to go back and give schools like that those wins back because now that's legal? For tattoos. Because no, for tattoos. That's what I'm saying. For <laughs> tattoos. You know, it's, they were seven selling their jerseys just to try to make a little extra money. Are they going to give them those wins back now because that's considered legal now? Yeah. I'm telling people who who bought into that and made it such a big deal when it shouldn't have been a big deal. People who bought into that get to made to be look like fools because now they get to realize, oh, I just bit into this because I can make a story and have something to talk about for a full week. When you shouldn't have, you should have been looking for the actual story why these kids been getting exploited this whole time. That's the real story, but you worried about some damn tattoos. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's move on, guys. Move on to the, the square circle here. Um, my guy, old school, Dutch Mantel, the former Zeb Colts. Zeb Colt, y'all remember him? Yes, no, probably not. Mm-mm. Dutch Mantel. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's a WWE employee. He used to be a manager. 
Um, he also was a booking agent in the back. He's one of the guys who helped formulate the matches. You know, as we all know, it's scripted. We all know that. So, so Dutch Mattel tweeted out recently that he is hearing that the WWE will be sold to either ESPN or Fox. Now, rumors like this circulate all the time. But the reason why this one is catching legs is because two things. The XFL happened, filed bankruptcy. Vince lost a lot of money with that. And also, on the WWE recent earnings call, you know, if you're a stockholder, you get invited to these calls. Vince said on the call that the WWE network could possibly be sold to ESPN or Fox. Wow. And if you remember this year, WrestleMania was killed, was, was being carried by the ESPN app as well. Normally, it's on it's only on the WWE network. So I'm, I'm asking you guys, scale of one to 10, how true you think it is that WWE may be out of the big man family for the first time in history? Because his dad also owned it and passed it down to me. I think, I think it's very, very, very true. It might happen for real because that second fail or this second pen. The second fail from the XFL, I think that hurt him. That hurt him a lot. He's like, you know what? I'm just, I want to just sit back and I'm tired of it. They said Vince was distraught after this second XFL failure, um, which Jeff had been telling us the entire time that it could have worked if it wasn't for um, the pandemic. And to see it work, and then you're there. You're at the finish line. You know, you're like, okay. I invested so much money into it, time. And, you know, Vince is in his golden years. So to see something in your golden years go kaput because of, you know, something that's out of your control, they said he's uh, very serious about blowing the whole thing up. They're saying mid-May, Jeff, which is crazy. At the end of the day, Vince, is he still likes his money. And when you see that much of your money go down the drain like that, like you said, he's so at an age where he, he's tired of it, you know. And like you said, it's nothing he could have done differently because he right. took all the proper steps. He did it correctly this time. He didn't shoot his guns out and, and jump right into the league. He let it build up, get everything yep. together for a couple of years. And to see it fail like that after doing that, it's like it's, it ain't worth me going through all this no more. I'm going to stress right. myself out. Right. You know, I'm I'm getting old. I don't need to distress. So I'm just going to go ahead and just part ways with it, let them have it, and go from there. Um, I'll say this. I don't think I don't think the company will ever leave the McMahon family. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. I, um, when we, we all watch the show Succession, I think with the way it's set up, Shane is back in the fold. His son, who had left to do UFC and other things over time, he's back in the fold. He's been passed down. Triple H, the wrestler who's married to his daughter, um, has successfully built up the uh, NXT brand, which is the G League version for the WWE. And he's the person that wrestling fans automatically assume is next in line to take over the company. So I don't think the company as a whole becomes uh, loses its value. But I do think that network is getting moved. I think that has become, that was something that was a risk because you were taking your revenue out, because now they're not making any money. You're not doing, like, shows. You're not doing um, uh, uh, house shows, local shows, nothing like that. You're not able to do that, arena shows. And now you only get $10 a month for the WWE Network, and you can do charge pay-per-views, $30, $40 a pay-per-view, like UFC does, and make that money back. You can't do that anymore on the network. So I do believe that is going to get moved. That has to go. 
I don't think the company goes. I do think the network get moved and we lose that option. I don't think his ego will let him sell the company. Now, when he moved that network, yeah, he's probably going to have to keep the sale. Flow. How much okay. would he get for the whole entire company? He got a billion for a show. He got a billion from Fox just to do Raw. And just, I mean, just to do SmackDown. So, three, two point five. You got the right to a show for 10 years, not even the show forever. Just gave a billion for a show for 10 years. So, yeah. Moving on to a little basketball talk, which we all have been dreading that we don't have, but somehow, some way, still be able to make news. Your boy Maverick Carter was on an interview and said that Steph couldn't guard him. Now, everybody knows Maverick Carter's LeBron's business part and co-founder of Uninterrupted and Springer Entertainment. But they were talking about Steph and other greats, and he said, and I quote, the world knows Steph Curry can't fucking play defense. I'm 38. I haven't played a decent game of basketball 18 years. Steph would have trouble guarding me, end quote. Now, he did go on to say that Steph is a really good off-the-ball player and good with steals. But basically saying that Steph can't guard him. Now, um, y'all tell me, what are y'all thoughts about this? Jay said it earlier. God, we need sports back. God, we need sports back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I, I haven't listened to the whole clip, so I was. I'm hoping that Maverick was playing, joking, trying to get a new clip. I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'll step out of this. One. Yeah, this did this confirm that Maverick Carter is a uh, is an opportunist. What? I, I I just I don't understand where the statement came from. Just chill, bro. You got your show on ES, I mean, on, on HBO, and you're doing your thing, and LeBron taking care. Just chill. Mav said he hadn't played a decent pickup game in 18 years. Now, granted, 18 years, and Weezy gets on here a lot and says outlandish things, very similar to what Mav has said. Um, but to say that this dude, who is a two-time MVP, uh, you know, one of the best point guards in NBA history, to say that you can yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Dog, unanimous. Like, unanimously. Yeah, you, the unanimous one. The only unanimous one. Um, to say that, man, man, is very disrespectful. This man's an NBA athlete, and you haven't played competitive basketball in 18 years. It's very disrespectful. And I hope, and he wasn't joking. He was dead serious because he says, and he compares himself to the, um, the last person on the bench, your Matthew Dellavedovas, your low grade point guards in the NBA. This is the thing he can't, he can't. He's not better than those low grade NBA players. So in turn, not even to the fact that you're not better than Steph Curry. Steph Curry sees that shit, man. He hears the disrespect, and, and you know you'll see what's going on, man. When he gets back to Hooper, man, it's trash. Yeah, man. It, it, it's sad because he, like you said, I really believe he really feels he can do that. Um, but the problem is saying that he would do it. It'd been different if you'd have got on and said Steph Curry's not a great defensive player because that's been said. That's when you think of defensive players, you don't think of Steph Curry. We all know when the Warriors play people, he doesn't guard the best player, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. That's not his job. That's what not he's there for. But for you to say that you can guard one of the best guards, point guards, like you said, in the history of NBA basketball, the best guards in the NBA right now, and you hadn't played a game in 20 years, 
Like you, you just talking to get attention, even though you really believe it. It's it's just one of those dumb statements to make. My my thing is, I know Steph would never say this, but what if they would have said, "Hey, come on over, let's play." Tomorrow. What he would have done? He wouldn't have done nothing. He wouldn't have done a damn thing. Man, yeah. thirty eight years old, man. He'll he'll guard him blindfolded with one hand, dog. Yeah, I, see, that's why I'm. Thank God I'm not a I'm not a, a, a Steph Curry. I told the guys, "Come on, let's play." Then. You want to play? Come on, let's play. A waste of time, man. For sure. Yeah, he still still can't still can't play man record. Like, he just, he just yeah. can't. No, play yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. No, and he, and he, I would I would annihilate him. I would embarrass him. Play. I would play. Know how, go ahead. Real defense against him too. He wouldn't score. <laughs> you know how bad it is. You know how much it hurts me to have to take up a step. Oh yeah, you know, not a step guy. But this is just ridiculous. Man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Come on, bro. Like, come on. I'm done talking about it. Before we get started with halftime, let's talk an NFL comeback. The great one, former NFL wide receiver and top five college athlete of all time, Percy Harvin, looking to return to football. Harvin, who has not played since the 2016 season as he battled numerous injuries throughout his career. He turns 32 next month. He retired for a second time in March 2017 after playing in two games the previous season with Jeff's Buffalo Bills. Harvin, of course, is interested in joining the Tampa Bay Bucks. Can one move P make a return to the NFL? No. No. He's been out too long. I'm going to tell you what this is about. He's been out too long. He applied for unemployment to the NFL. They denied him. <laughs> and now he wants to get back and play. <laughs> uh, no. The pandemic didn't set in on him. No. He's done. Because it's too many one move it's, it's too many one move P's in, in the NFL right now. We're going to talk about winners and losers of the draft here coming up. So we realize it's a few people in this NFL don't know how to do their job. So somebody is going to say, you know what? I remember Percy Harvin in 2014, 2013. I bet he still got something left in the tank. Percy Harvin, I give him credit. He was great. You know, whenever he got the ball, he was always, you had to worry about him. He, he was one move and take it to the house. I give him that. But when you have concussions like he did, it's it's not the worth the risk. He's one hit away. First game, and it ain't got to be a, one of those smash mouth, just blind side hits. It just be a regular tackle, and he's out. And that's what that's what caused him to not be in the NFL at this point. It was never about his talent or how he could play the game. It was just always the concussions and, and the injuries with concussions. So it's no way he's gonna play again. I just don't see it. Here's the thing: P underwent surgery in August. In Gainesville, they found a blockage that's been in his hip and it's been there probably since high school. So we saw a modified version of oh one move. He trying to make sense of this shit. This is crazy. The inception of seeing him. And he said he's been training. He's down to 190 pounds. The only thing that I can <laughs> see prohibiting him from playing is that he admitted to smoking weed before every game in the NFL that he played in. And on top of that, he beat up Golden Tate um, in the locker room before Super Bowl. That is going to prohibit him from getting a look. But the funny thing is the Atlanta Falcons have already said that they're looking to get him in for a trial. So, I mean, if you're looking at a person who is one of the more electrifying people in the NFL, and I think the top five athlete in college football history, if he's saying that his body's feeling great, and he had surgery. 
to repair everything he had going on. He's that talented at 32 years old to make a comeback, and I can see uh, the Buffalo Bills bringing him right back in. You, you need some more Exxon and BP with that gas. <laughs> Man. Because uh, he should hire you. Yeah, listen, right, because uh, ain't no way. He, hey, hey, listen, Jeff, he's not better than, than Peter Ward. Not in college. Oh, yo, you crazy. Whoa, whoa, now, Cole. Nah, nah, let, me tell, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Oh. Let me tell you why. If you compare those teams and all the weapons that y'all had on their team with Percy Harvey, it was a lot of more weapons on their team that you had to really worry about. We didn't have as many weapons on that team with, with Peter Ward. Everybody knew exactly where the ball was going, who was going to get the ball, and all. And it was still – do nothing about it. You could do nothing about it. Y'all, was, that team with Percy Harvin was loaded. Was, Even you say that. Yeah, no, we had one of the best all-around football teams in college football. Here's, here's the thing. He was the best player on that team, and it wasn't even close. And he was getting the ball in so many different ways, and they used him so many different ways that you bring up Brandon James, you can bring up Chris Rainey, all the other great wide receivers that we had, tight ends. Jeff Dimps. Jeff Dimps, all those guys, right? They pale into comparison of how talented P was because his numbers um, show exactly how great he was. I didn't say he was the best. I said he was top five. No, okay. Man, just making sure. You guys ready to start with halftime? Please. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it. Rock Nation Sports, the management company fronted by the greatest rapper of all time, Jay-Z, has landed another high-profile client, three of them, in fact. Lonzo, LaMelo, and Lee Angelo Ball are set to sign representation agreements with Rock Nation. Lonzo has already switched representation multiple times in his short NBA career, starting with Harrison Gaines before signing with CAA last April. LiAngelo, 21 years old, is a member of the G League's Oklahoma City Blue. Meanwhile, LaMelo has a chance to be even bigger in the NBA. The point guard is considered to be the number one player in the class of 2020. The 18-year-old's new representatives could help him garner a big-time shoe contract that is scheduled for him is this is a good fit for a big baller brand as a whole? Big baller brand as a whole? I won't say it's big baller brand, but I think it's good for them. They've been with their dad so long. Uh, they haven't really seen how a real pro organization handles stuff. And I think they will see that and they will help them learn the business the right way. Not saying that, that dad didn't know anything or didn't do good things because he did some good things. He did some bad things. And all companies do that. I understand that. But when they have a little more experience with those things, I think they'll be able to get them in more doors. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. And quote the great man of Fresh. Ain't funny no more, guys. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Shout out to the Ball family. You know, shout out to Uncle LeVar. Been calling this for years. I think it's a great thing for the boys. Uh, Especially Lonzo, because Lonzo seen how it was. He was the first, he was the first guinea pig for his dad. You know, they put him, put him out there. It didn't really reciprocate how he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can really think that uh, Lonzo probably lost millions of dollars, man. Hundred percent because you know of his dad. Yeah, yeah. So he can get that money back and get a fresh start, and then just let's go from there. 
representation, man, makes everything a lot easier to negotiate with. And if you have a a group of people like Rock Nation behind you, um, the sky's the limit. I hope they don't force him or all three boys to sign with Puma. I think that's kind of outdated. Uh, maybe f- signing some different shoe contracts, not funneling everybody to Puma to sign with Rock Nation. But other than that, man, I think the sky's the limit. They're marketable kids. And I hope that they find a way to use um, Rock Nation to profit because, like Weezy said, uh, Zoe lost a lot of money dealing with his dad, man. I think he needs to recoup that because he can still, he's a good basketball player. He just needs to get um, the right representation behind him. And I think Rock Nation is the people that can do it. Will the younger, not the younger brother, I'm just, will the middle brother ever play in the NBA? Jello, yeah, I think he'll get a, he'll get some, he'll get a, uh, what's those called? Uh, two way contract. Two way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's gonna benefit the most out of this deal. 100%. He get the ride the coattail of his brother and his little brother. He's not gonna be an NBA All Star, but he get the all the he get the he get to be in all the meetings. They can make sure he get a percentage of everything. He could benefit the most out of it. One hundred percent. Hey, hey, we real quick before we move on. Uh, who called the youngest brother being the top pick in that draft? The number one prospect in that draft. <laughs> oh come that? on, Jeff. You said number that, one. That, he won't even be top. He he might be number three. I said top. Yeah. Who said top? Three? I said top three the whole time. We, yeah, not we. That'll be you, Jeff. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, let me tell you something. You lucky you grew to be six eight. <laughs> lucky <laughs> man. <laughs> right. yeah. So that means Jeff can evaluate talent better than anybody else in the. On the show? Hey, whoa, whoa, listen, whoa, whoa. Weezy. Oh, well, Listen, Weezy. Hey, man. Listen, Weezy. You guys ready to get started with the second listen, half? Weezy. Listen, Weezy. <laughs> listen, Weezy. Let's do it, man. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2020 NFL Draft winners and losers. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What do you do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, by almost any measure, the NFL's first virtual draft was a success. You can check us out on Full Sport Press YouTube. We went through the entire draft, uh, the first round. It was a great time. Had a re- please, please, you know, our picks. I think, Jeff, you won the picks. Get, give out your congratulatory. You had the most picks. Talk about it. I mean, you know, that's what I do <laughs> as a GM. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm destined to be a GM as it goes, as we develop. And then, like, it's just something I do very well. That's why I had the most draft picks correct. Leave it at that. Anyway. Um, television ratings were record-breaking. Communication problems were minimal. We were able to see wide receiver Henry Ruggs' living room, which was a show by itself. They should have followed him the entire draft in a, in a robe and all. Moms pulling girlfriends off draftees, draftees snatching phones. Commissioner Roger uh, Goodell using an easy chair. Bill Belichick's dog took over the New England Patriots draft responsibilities. Um, but not every team emerged from the three-day, seven-round event with an impressive draft. What we're doing on episode 315 is taking a look at which teams are winners and losers of the 2020 NFL draft. Let's kick it off with a first winner. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go, go first. Oh, well, I'll go first. The Buffalo Bills are winning to me. We did not have a first-round draft pick because we traded and got Stephon Diggs, who's better, who's probably better than most of the wide receivers going to be drafted in the first round anyway. So we got a first-round – our first-round pick became Stephon Diggs. Then we got A.J. Espinza. Es- I can never say his last name right. Help me out, Jay. Espinza. Excuse me. Espinza, yeah. Solid player, great value at that, at that position. 
Then we also got Zach Moss going to help us in the running game. He's going to be able to replace Frank Gore. Yeah, we got a quarterback. Lock, we got a quarterback. <laughs> Weezy, we got a quarterback. Who's that quarterback, He's going to play, Jim. No, no, he's going to play. Jake Brom is going to be our starting quarterback. Guaranteed it. We're getting homeboy out of there. And that was the pick of the draft. And that, was, that, was, that made me the happiest man on earth. We're getting Josh Allen ass out of there. Jake Brom will be our starting quarterback. Thank goodness. <laughs> Child Bills Mafia, let's go. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens might have had the best, the best picking up, the best draft in the, in the whole entire thing. Uh, they got, they got Patrick Queen in the first round. Then they, then they still got somehow, some way the game came back and got J.K. Dobbins, which is going to be a starter to replace um, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good complimentary Mark. back then for sure. Complimentary. I don't know about the play. Yeah. Now, Mark Ingram, I don't think he signed back with him. Yeah, he did. 100%. He did? Mm-hmm. His job is gone. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to start for them. And they got the uh, wide receiver out of SMU late. I think they I, I think they have the best draft. Yeah. Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I think the Ravens did a great job, too. But I think historically, they draft really well. I mean, that's what they do. They get value picks, and I like Patrick Queen as well. That's a good one. What you got, Coach? Um, I'm going to go with the, the Miami Dolphins. Um, they did it the right way, man. They they had a lot of draft picks. They got their franchise quarterback in Tua. Uh, they got offensive line help to help him stay on his feet, to protect him when they got Austin Jackson. They got a corner to help on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they just building the team the right way. It might not really show – this year, per se, and I'm not expecting it to, but I think in two to three years, I think Miami will wind up being, barring injuries, of course, they'll be one of the best teams in the NFL and be making noise in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I like what Dolphins did, too, man. It, yeah, I agree we talked really bad about them, me and Jeff, really bad about them um, throughout free agency. And for them to come in and draft the way that they drafted, man, and you get the best quarterback in the draft. It falls right into your hands, who you really want it the entire way. Um, the Dolphins are rebuilding the right way with a solid free agency. Um, I agree, Coach. It was tough. My number one winner, the Indianapolis Colts, they did really well without a first-round pick, which they gave up to get DeForest Buckner, who is a defensive line like person that you can build your entire defense around. So. You get Phillip Rivers in free agency, and then you give him, I think, me and Weezy think, the sleeper of the entire NFL draft for the wide receiver position, Michael Pittman Jr. And then you pair that with Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. And then you find Jacob Eason super late on day three to be your predecessor to Phillip Rivers. What a great person for Jacob Eason to learn from. He's not an NFL-ready quarterback right now, but you have Frank Wright, who is a quarterback whisper. The reason that we have Nick Foles the way he looks, the way that um, Carson uh, Wentz looks the way he looks, and Phillip Rivers when he was the OC in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. Perfect scenario for Easton. I say he'll be the starting quarterback in two years. It's great, man. Great, great, great. Yeah. Jake Beeson's a second-round talent, man. He goes in day three. Great, great job by the coach. I totally agree with the coach. Would you, I'm with you on that, Jay. Uh, I had them on my list too. They did a magnificent job by getting. I think they got slick. They they slick got three almost first rounders. Yeah, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Jonathan Taylor, 
and Jacob Eason. Like that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. They did a great job. That's great GM work, a hundred percent. Jeff, you up? I got the books. They got uh young Tristan Wurfs later on and I thought he was gonna fall. That was one of the few picks I got wrong in the first first round. Um <laughs> for him to fall to Tampa Bay um, to help out their, their aging quarterback and Tom Brady, that's going to be big for them. But they also they got Keyshawn Vaughn. They they needed a running back, and he's going to be able to be that back for them. You know, very explosive kid, you know, Paul. So he fits in well. Also, Robert C. with Tyler Johnson. With all the weapons they already have, and Tampa Bay is, all, is now in a win-now scenario. Win, they got to win now, like this year, maybe next, but definitely this year. That, that draft really helped. You up, Weezy? Oh, I agree with I agree with Jeff too, man. With those players, they got well, Keyshawn Vaughn, Tristan Wirth. They not only they're players, but they plug and play. But you can put them in today, and they're ready to play. Yep. Uh, but I had the Minnesota Vikings to get these two wide receivers off the top. That's crazy, Justin Jefferson, and they got the boy Justin Gadley. That Justin Jefferson pick, I think it's just as good as maybe like Joe Burrow going number one. Because by them getting rid of Stefan Diggs and getting getting him as it just falling in their lap to him, that's a that's a number one pick. That's a for that team, that's a great pick. Great yeah. pick. I love that Minnesota pick, man. Corner, you lose every corner that you got. Xavier Rose got put out the pasture. Um Mackenzie Alexander gone. So you go and address that and you get Cameron Dantzler. Man, that is a great job by uh, Rick Spielman. Had so many players on rookie contracts. Considering that defense is built off of uh, older players that are on massive contracts, they got two potential starters. And I think besides um, my guy, Van Jefferson, who I'll talk about, um, dude, Justin Jefferson will be the best wide receiver in this draft. You replace Stephon Diggs with Justin Jefferson, who I think right tomorrow is a better player than Stephon Diggs, and we'll see for sure. What you got, Coach? I want the Detroit Lions. Nobody really talking about them. Uh, they got DeAndre Swift from Georgia, who's going. I think it's going to be a great running back in the NFL. Um, you know, they got the offensive guard and Jonah Jackson to help keep up Stafford. You know, Stafford is coming off a year where he didn't have a good year, uh, and they got him in the third round. So to get a guard like him in the third round is a steal. Of course, they got Jeff Okuda. You know, we know they lost Slay. So they should be able to put him in there and place their Slay. I think the Detroit Lions made a few moves to get them back in a running in that division. Yeah. Um, I have the Cleveland Browns as another winner for me. I think they landed, and I'm as the uh, best offensive tackle in the draft with Jedrick Wills, and you add him at 10. Then you go on day two, and Grant Delpit falls in their lap. For a free, that's a free pick, man. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best safety in the entire draft. You get him in the second round, and then you get Jacob Phillips, who will be a ten-year vet in the NFL. So, and then you get a former five-star recruit, Jordan Elliott. You get him on day three. Come on, man, man. You you address all of the needs, and then on top of that, another former five-star recruit in Donovan People Jones. Now listen, when he goes to Michigan. He was the number two wide receiver in the entire class. He goes there for three and a half years. He had no quarterback at Michigan. This kid is going to be a star in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. The only thing that's going to slow him up as far as reps 
because you have so many wide receivers in Cleveland. He's not going to get on the field. But Donovan Peoples-Jones is a perennial. I think he'll be an all-pro in the NFL, man. You get him on day three in the fourth, fifth round. That's nuts, man. So shout-out to the Browns. They're doing a great job. Yeah. <clears throat> and I got another winner. Um, okay. Not because of the first round, because of the first pick was Joe Burrow. I got Cincinnati Bengals for everything they did after him. So that was the pick we knew they had to make, right? If they didn't, if they didn't pick him, the draft would have went to haywire. You know, everything would have been thrown off. But getting T. Higgins, who I think will be the second best of the side, C. D. Lamb here, C. D. Lamb will be the two best receivers in this draft, and getting him in day two alongside Logan Wilson in day two and Akeem Davis. And uh, Khalid Kareem, who's kind of a reach, but still a good pick. They did well on every draft pick they made and made the most out of it. They had needs everywhere. Mm. Not some places, they had a need everywhere other than maybe running back. And they addressed them all. And I think they did a great job. For once. Since they did a great job. <laughs> what you got, Weez? Uh My next pick, man, uh, is the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos did awesome, too, by getting Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler, another wide receiver. And they got the tight end that uh, Drew Locke played with at Missouri, Albert. I can't say his last name, but that was his favorite target. That was his favorite target at, at Missouri. They got to match the speed, and that's what the Denver, uh, Denver Broncos did, for sure. I like that. Yeah, Coach. Uh, my next one was I had the NFL, mm. NFL in the whole, because they the, the draft. And it could be by default because the draft had the highest seed ratings ever in the first round. Now, a lot of that, like I said, was by default because everybody had to watch it on TV. Nobody could go to where the draft was supposed to be held in Vegas originally, which made everybody actually watch it on TV. So it brought back people watching and tuning into the NFL even more and seeing how we were questioning how the technology would be for the draft, when it actually was better than what we thought it would be. And it was good to see people in their living rooms. You know, the coaches talked about how they enjoyed being at home during the draft picks with their family, how they could enjoy the things with their family and close ones. So I think the NFL won with that. My next winner is Dallas, man. People, you know, wanted C.D. Lamb. I know the Eagles were trying to trade up to get them. Big time playmaker who basically is Des Bryant 2.0. You steal him to go alongside Amari Cooper. That's going to be an excellent one two punch. In the second round, you address losing Byron Jones. You get Trevon Diggs, who was considered a potential first round pick. And you looked out again, getting the offensive, well, a defensive tackle, a Neville Gallimore. You fall, you fall to the third round. Second round talent right there. So. Um, that's a great three-round haul. Just another knee in the fourth, and you get another center to back up. I just think they added a bunch of talent on a roster that underachieved last season, and there's no question they should be the under like overwhelming favorites to win the NFC East for sure. Anybody else got another winner? Yeah, I got one more winner. Okay, the LA Rams. LA Rams. LA Rams did great. Not by. But by not having a first round pick, going in and getting Cam Akers to replace uh to replace my former number one pick to help me win the uh FSP um fantasy league. Tiger. That was two Tiger. years ago, bro. That was two Tiger. years ago, bro. That was two years ago, bro. I'm just telling you. I want two I want two leagues with Tyler. Uh 
And then I also got Van Jefferson. <laughs> they got Van Jefferson as a wide receiver from Florida, which is a steal. They went in and got this Terrell dude from Alabama who was hurt all season, who's going to absolutely listen to me. Why, if I watch me now, why I say it, because I don't want y'all to say I don't say that. He's going to kill. This dude's gonna, if he stay healthy, he's going to kill for the Rams. Is that your man? No. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I just said a fifth round pick was going to be an all pro, dog. Donovan Peoples Jones. And you mean to tell me you're not going to step out on the limb and hold this man down? Is it is Donovan Peoples Jones your man? Yeah, a fifth round pick. Yeah, he's my man. All right. That's my man. I'll take That's my man. <laughs> Jeff, I pressured him into a pick. Um, my last <laughs> winner, man. You did. <laughs> is the San Francisco 49ers. We got younger and better over the three days of the draft. Each pick, I was puzzled as to why we did it. But what we did was create uh, salary cap space. And that's a win, no matter what you break it down. You lose DeForest Buckner. You lose Emmanuel Sanders. And you lose Joe Staley. And we replaced him with Trent Williams, Javon Kinlaw. And then on top of that, we add more speed with Brandon Ayuk. Listen, man, somehow, some way, I think we upgraded each position. And it only cost us a third and a fifth round pick. Trent is going to be a staple at tackle. Ayuk is going to be the replacement for Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to get that pass that Jimmy G throws just a little too far. We're going to go get that. And then Ken Law is going to be a dog. Only thing I don't like about it, he they asked him after the draft, how you feel about going to San Francisco? He said, I'm just ready to beat people up. That's what I do best. That's not a good sign. But mm-hmm. other than that, we uh, filled the voids that we needed. And I like what we did. Any other winners before we move on to the lose? Why yeah, you don't like that? It. Why you didn't like that? I mean, you know what that means. Bro. You know exactly what that means. <laughs> you, got, you got one more winner, Coach? I got two more, actually. I got the Giants. They, you know, they added tackles on both sides of the offensive line because Daniel Jones, you know, they got to protect him. That's who they believe in. So they got an offensive tackle on both sides, right and the left. Uh, they got Xavier McKinney who could possibly be the best safety in the, in the draft. He's very versatile. And then they got other pieces, like they got Darnay Holmes at corner, and they got a couple of linebackers. So I think the, the Giants did a lot to help with the team that hasn't been anything lately, even though they in that rugged NFC East with the Eagles and the Cowboys. But I think they're kind of doing the same thing similar to the Dolphins. They're building the team. Yeah. Uh, and, and then wide receivers were winners. Mm. You know, Henry Rose is the first receiver off the board at 12. Um, and then six more wideouts are selected within the next 20 picks. Mm. It's, I mean, wide receivers are going out of the next 20. Um, and then you have more in the second round with seven more receivers in the second round. So I think wide receivers was a big winner in this draft. Yeah, man. And you look at the way that the wide receivers go out. The best wide receiver in the draft didn't even go first. Like, that's what's crazy. I think the Raiders reached, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, let's move on to the losers. We'll kick things right off with you, Jeff. What you got? Uh, my first loser is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it felt like every pick they made was a reach. Mm-hmm. Like, every pick. Like, nothing was great value. Nothing was best available. Everything was a guy they could have got around later. So that's why I think they really reached and didn't really have a good draft to lose with mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Not sure where they're going with that. Especially in the year they're coming back from injuries and they need players to jump in right now. Not sure what they was doing with all that. Uh, my first pick, well, uh, I'm going to just jump into it. The Bears. 
the Bears did horrible. <laughs> but they're not the only ones that did horrible. They did horrible. They drafted another another tight end in the in the second round. Like they have ten tight ends on on, <laughs> on their roster. Ten. Come on, man. That kid needs help at quarterback. And I just I just don't I don't understand the picks. I don't understand what the Bears are doing. I just, yeah. I don't. You would think that uh, you don't have enough like picks in the draft, and then you go get a tight end when you just signed Jimmy Grant to a two-year deal, and then you draft a cornerback in the second round, and you don't have another draft pick into the fifth round. You would assume that you would address needs like you mentioned, and they didn't address needs, man. Just bad. Just bad. I agree, Reese. But you got coach. I was going to say the same thing it's about Chicago Bears. I, it didn't make sense. How you? Why do you have ten tight ends on your roster? <laughs> what are you trying to do? I mean, don't get me wrong. Cole is good. He's a good tight end, but I wouldn't having ten on my roster. And like you said, I still got Jimmy Graham. I'm not going to waste my pick on a position where I have nine other players already, and I, I have a Jimmy Graham that I signed. I just didn't understand that pick. So I definitely had the Bears as a loser too. Sure. My first um, miss as far as the losers, the Raiders, man. Now, I think Henry Ruggs will be a really good wide receiver in the NFL, but I think he's the least polished as far as the wide receivers in the draft. And I understand why you get him because he's the home run threat. People are looking at Tyreek Hill and they're like, oh, my God, we got to find Tyreek Hill. But what if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes? It doesn't matter if you have Tyreek if you don't have Patrick Mahomes. I think they complement each other. But the thing is, when you go and get Damon Arnett, who was a good corner at Ohio State, but he was not a first-round talent at all, at all. And you got burned by Garyon Conley, an Ohio State player, four years ago in the draft. You go and do that again with a reach on a player that you could spend that value on with somewhere else. The Raiders, man, will find a way to mess things up. And um, they drafted three wide receivers in the draft. Let's hope this all works out for Mayock. But that was a bad draft then, for sure. Right back to you, Jeff. Um, that this was going to kind of contradict what I said on draft night. Okay. And I had, had a chance to think about it. The Philadelphia Eagles. Not, not solely because of the Hurts pick. Mm. And the only reason I'm saying I still like the Hurst pick because I think he's going to be able to be used as a weapon. And then once Carson Wentz, I hope it doesn't happen, but, you know, he does make his normal vacation during the season, and he steps in and can be a backup quarterback. So I think it's a good pick. I think you could have got another pick, another player that can play for you in another position that you need. And that's, what, that's why I have him as a loser because they needed receiver help and could not address it. It never failed their way. They couldn't move up to get who they needed. They couldn't get past the Cowboys, who got C.D. Lamb, who will be the best receiver in this draft in this draft after it's all said and done. They wanted to move up to get him. They couldn't get him. They couldn't follow to him in the second round. They had to get a quarterback that's going to be a weapon. So I just think Philadelphia, in that arms race against Dallas, they're the top two teams in that division. They lost this, this year. They said that their plan is to have two top ten quarterbacks on one team. Um, I don't know how you do that without basically – stunting the growth of your 26-, 27-year-old quarterback you just paid $100 million to. I just don't see that happen. I don't know what his, what his statement originated from, but I always see if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. It started in Florida. <laughs> it started in Florida with the old ball coach. We always had two quarterbacks, for yeah. sure. 
Yeah. I'm uh I'm gonna piggyback off Jeff real quick. It's not that I didn't like the Jalen Hurts pick. It's just that the PR that they're putting out about it, like they need two number ones. If, if I'm crossing wins, I don't want to hear all this pub about my backup quarterback. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about having two top ten quarterbacks on the same team. I don't need to hear that. After I had a banged up season last year, and I still won the uh, NFC East. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Sound like every Eagle fan, for sure. Yeah. Um, I agree with both Jays and Jeff's last picks. I had the Raiders and the Eagles. Like you said, for the Raiders, Ruggs is okay. I could deal with that pick. Uh, but then after that, like you said, they reach with Damon. Uh, but then they use back-to-back picks in the third round to get receivers again. Like, that made no sense to me in that third round. But you took receivers back-to-back when you have other things to address. That made no sense. Uh, then, like just said with the Eagles, I wasn't a fan of the Jalen Hurts pick at all. You mm. just paid Carson Wentz. You don't draft a backup quarterback in the second round. You don't draft a quarterback that you're going to put a few packages in for in the second round, especially the wide receiver help, and you can go get a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson. He was right there on the board for you to take, and you passed to get Jalen Rieger. It just didn't. I didn't understand none of it. You take Jalen Hurts, and then when you get – you can get Justin Jefferson too. I don't, it didn't make sense to me, so I had the Eagles as a loser for sure. Um, my next one is the Broncos, man, to combat what Weezy said. John Elway clearly wanted to focus on Drew Locke and some weapons. Getting Jerry Judy, getting KJ Hamler is your first two picks. The problem is he didn't do much to keep Drew Locke healthy and getting offensive linemen, people around him to protect him. He drafted his future of the center, I mean center of the future, uh, with Lloyd Cushenberry. Why? Why you didn't? Why you need a tackle, dog? You need a tackle. That means you're gonna have to play Garrett Bowles. He is so inconsistent, a waste of a draft pick. You have to pay him, I think, twelve and a half million bucks next year, and he hadn't started ten games in his entire career. But you drafted him a top ten pick three years ago. I think you addressed the like huge hole that you have at left tackle, and you get somebody else. And in turn, they address the wide receiver position. And you already have the best young wide receiver in the entire NFL, which is Sutton. Why not, instead of getting K.J. Hamler, get an offensive tackle right there, man. That was rough, man. And I think Drew Locke will be on his back pause a lot uh, this year, depending on Gary Bowles. I think he might live to regret that one, Jay. You think Cushionberry is going to be – talk to me. I I think Denver did well in this draft. And I think they're trying to keep up with the other two teams that are ahead of them in that division, the Chargers and the Chiefs. They got to be explosive on offense. You got to have weapons, like we like we mentioned. I think they're going to be a solid team this year, man. I really do. I agree, but you know the Chiefs have a really good offensive line, and the Chargers have a really good offensive line. These Broncos don't. We'll see, for sure. For we'll sure. See, we'll see. You up, Jeff? <laughs> Who you got another one? Um, Green Bay Packers. Not. Not. Because of the Jordan Love pick. That was an excellent choice. Great pick. You got your quarterback of the future because Aaron Rodgers won maybe two years. He's not going to finish his career there. If you can hold on to Jordan Love, it's a perfect pick. It's what they did after that. The A.J. Dillon picks, like stuff like that. Like Those are the picks that's like, ah, what were you trying to prove? You could have got more after Jordan Love, and they didn't do it. So you came out, took your swing for the fences, 
to get your future settled, and then you didn't do anything to help your present. So that's why I took the Packers. I agree, Jeff. That's 100%. A.J. Dillon, who's Weezy's guy, that's a reach. You get a Josiah a DeGore, that's a reach. Those are two huge reaches. So in turn, you do that, and you have one of, if not the best quarterback in his late prime years, and you don't get any help with him? There's a This is the best. Like Lockett said, this is the best wide receiver draft in NFL history. 26 wide receivers went out. You mean to tell me that you didn't get one? Not one? <laughs> not one. There was great picks in the fifth round, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You don't get him? Yeah. You yeah. and then you 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 have to deal with the wide receiver Devin Punches. He's <laughs> in Indianapolis, dog. And yeah. I know what they're doing with AJ Dillon. The same thing Weezy wanted the Titans to do with um, uh, Derrick Henry, a complimentary runner alongside your number one running back. But dog, that is not it. That is a terrible, terrible draft. And I say when. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract is over with in 2023. Might be before that. He'll be gone 100%. Because you didn't help I this agree. Bunches? I yeah. Bunches can't be your number two. No, man. Can't my, be my, whole number thing, two. my whole thing with the Green Bay pick is, is you got the front office and the coach, you got to know your players, man. And Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers already had a rocky relationship. So you know how Aaron Rodgers is. He's a little sensitive. He's, you know, I mean, he gets mad when, when, when things don't go his way. So you go get a backup quarterback, just slap him in his face, and you don't get him no help. So, so you know what he's going to do. Every time you call a play, he's going to audibly, I don't like that play call, he's going to do something different. You know what I'm saying? He's going he's gonna to make all the dangerous throws because he thinks he can do it, and he's going to have a problem with the whole entire year in the quarterback room. Why you make that pass? Because I thought it was a good pass. Why you audible that play? Because I didn't think it was a good play. He's going to be a complete different, different dude all because of this pick. I agree. Um, for everything everybody just said, uh, it's no way you don't give Aaron Rodgers any help when you have a chance to give him the help. At some at some point, like Jeff said, even if you look past the quarterback, which I wouldn't have taken the quarterback, because like we just said, we know Aaron Rodgers is sensitive. So now you're creating Perspective. A, a, a riff that you don't want to have, especially with your quarterbacks, especially when you know he could – like Jay say, not come back in the next two years. Why not go and get him help that he's hadn't had? Like you never, he's when last time he played with a great receiver. How long ago had, has he ever? He's never played he's with never, a top. He's, yeah, he's never. he's never played with a top receiver, and you have a chance to get him a, a receiver that can be good, and then you pass on him in the first round. All right, cool. But then in the second round, you go get a running back. When you had a solid running back, Aaron Jones is okay. He's good enough to do what you need him to do when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback if you give him a weapon. So I just didn't understand what Green Bay was doing at all. It's Maybe somebody's in front office doesn't want to see Aaron Rodgers there. And if they don't, this is the way to do it. This is the way to get him out without having to say it. So maybe yeah, that's what this play, the process. Maybe that's what the play was with this. You know, we tired of Aaron Rodgers. We don't want to deal with him. So we're going to piss him off. We're going to drive the quarterback, and he'll leave on his own. It, it won't look like we forced him out. We really, we forced him out. 100%. I agree with that, Coach. Will we see Aaron Rodgers in New England in a couple of years? No, 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 no. They're not in the old quarterbacks. They're getting young quarterbacks. No, 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 no. The, 
the thing is with Aaron Rodgers, he'll go back west, uh, play for the Chargers or the Raiders or something like that. He's a California kid. He'll go west. 100% he's not going back. I'm too old. <laughs> um, I have another loser. The Rams, Weezy. Um, Damn. Yeah, I know. Why <laughs> on earth would the Rams, who are in salary cap hell right now, and you don't have a first-round pick until 2022, Use your first two picks of the draft on a running back and a wide receiver. Now, I get it. I get it. You got to replace Ty Gurley, and you have to replace Brandon Cooks. I get that, which will both, you know, they're getting a little longer than two, or in this situation, you know, the knees ain't working the same. They need to make the stallion knees. But Cam Akers is immensely talented, and Florida State did not put a team around him to show how great this kid is. They had much bigger needs, man. And then right after that, you draft the year before Henderson, Daryl Henderson, who that's the reason that you were able to get rid of Ty Gurley and feel comfortable. There's no reason to do that. And then you draft my guy, Van Jefferson, who will be a great wide receiver. But he is Cooper Cup 2.0. Why would you need two Cooper Cups? They're the same player. Cooper Cup gets hurt, Jay. He gets hurt. No, this is the thing. He got hurt one time, and he tore his ACL. That's a big injury. He's had one injury his entire career. He's the top five wide receiver. Why would you get another player that's going to stunt his growth? You've got to stop calling him top five. (laughs) Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, right? Are you preparing not to pay him? Is that what you're doing? Because you're going to slide Van in and and get rid of Cooper Cup? That makes sense. But unless Cam Akers is the second coming of Todd Gurley, the Rams will continue to lose ground in the NFC West, man. Continue to do so. It was a bad picks, very bad picks that didn't fit the of the program. What I'm realizing about Sean McVay already, you remember when Sean McVay in the offseason scratched everything and spent all that money on those players? Uh, uh, what's the wide receiver? He's still there. He just He's still there. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, another wide receiver, played at Clemson. I don't think he believes in a down year unless rebuild. He wants right. to – He's ready to win Reload. now. Let's, let's, let's just win now. I don't think he believes in that whole rebuilding stuff. Here's the thing. You lose the locker room when you draft them players that you go in the third round. Daryl Henderson is a really, really good running back. There's no way that I would draft a running back like Cam Akers. And I get it. The league is set up with two backs. Everybody has two backs. Hell, the 49ers got three. We got rid of one of them. So, in turn, I get the pick. I just think that we're giving Sean McVay too much credit for being a, a, a football genius. I think he's overstating that, and I think he's doing the exact same thing that's going to eventually get him fired. Yeah, that genius, that genius title got removed. I'm with you on that. We, yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm taking that away a long time ago. That was, that was overstated a lot, like you said. 100%. But, I, do, but, I mean, Cam Akers is a seminal. So you plug in a seminal in any, any position like that, you, you're going to win, especially skill position. That's, That's not do. true. That's not true. That, that ain't work. That ain't yeah. work. Give me y'all running back. Have a cook. Take a bitch back in the league. No, get a damn lie. You're a damn lie. Get, I mean, mute yourself, Jeff. Mute your damn lie. He's top five. He's top five. He's top five. Boy, he's top, top five. He number Ooh. five. He might be. He's not better than Derrick Henry. You got Zeke. You got C-Mac. You got Derrick Henry, Kamara. you got Kamara, and you got the kid. Um, no, here's the list. 
Saquon. 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 C Mac. Derrick Henry. That's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yo, maybe Derrick Henry. And then you got Devin Cook. I got Devin no. Cook at four over Derrick Henry. No. Just because, just because, only reason because, now, if, if it's the wing T offense, Derrick oh. Henry's the best. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing you can do about it with Derrick Henry, the wing T offense. But when it comes down to being a complete back, Devin Cook's better than him as a complete back. I get on, that. Derrick Henry don't play on third down. I get it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but you, just yeah, straight smash mouth. Nobody you want to talk about smash mouth. You want to talk about somebody who hasn't completed a full year in the NFL? It is Dalvin Cook. He hadn't completed a full year in college. Nevertheless, the damn NFL. He I mean, is always injured. But he's talented. When he's on the field. Oh, when he's he on the field, he's special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he better, is he better than Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, he better than Le'Veon Bell. I hate the lady I didn't play. I hate the lady I went to the Jets because he's not playing meaningful football no time soon. Yeah. No, and his no. career is about to be over with. Y'all know who another loser is? I got okay. one more too. Go ahead. I got I got a couple of <laughs> veteran mm-hmm. wide receiver. I mean veteran quarterbacks. Stop. Look at look at the way that they're doing Cam Newton. Uh my guy, uh, the red rifle, Andy Dalton. They hold on to these players until they can't use them anymore. And then you don't set them up. For success, if they would have cut both of those guys, which they could have did, it would have been the same amount of dead cap space. The time that they cut Greg Olson in Carolina, they would both be starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I hate the way that they're doing quarterback, especially uh, your veteran quarterbacks who did so much for your team. Look what Cam Newton did for the Panthers. Look yeah. what Andy Dalton has done for the uh, Bengals, man. And you send them out like this? You wait until after the draft to cut these guys? Come on. This was and a bad year for KD. And now I understand, now understand why uh, Dak Prescott is doing all he can to get his money. You, They get rid of you when they have a quarterback that they think that they can put in, like Drew Locke, and can basically hold the team down for less than the money. Because Black was supposed to get $17.5 million. Why in the hell would you do that and you got Drew Locke? You drafted him in the late first round early second. You got to do good, that. Good thing he got his money from Baltimore. He got his money from Denver, too. He signed a signing bonus in that one year. He good. He got some guaranteed bread. Yeah. Who you got to lose, Locke? My last one is um, Jake Fromm and Jacob Eason. You have two great college quarterbacks that you think were going to go second round at the latest. Or third at worst, when you had Jacob Eason slip to the fourth round to the Colts, he had a good real career at Washington. You know, of course, he left Georgia because he got beat out, but he still went to Washington, had a really good career, productive career. And then you have Fromm, who slipped to the fifth round. Like, you couldn't have paid me to believe that Jake Fromm would have gone in the fifth round of this year's draft. I know, Jeff, you happy about it. You, you know what I'm saying? You're looking forward to it, but for the kind of season he had, in Georgia, I wouldn't have thought he slipped to the fifth round, especially when you have a quarterback like James Morgan who went before him. Who would ever thought James Morgan from FIU would go before Jake Fromm in the draft? I remember watching Jake Fromm lead Georgia to the national championship game. And uh, Justin Fields was coming in the next year. And they said, there's no way this kid is going to play. Over Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's a first round talent, the best wide best quarterback in the entire um, NFL. Now, granted, you got to also think only person in front of him was Tua, 
And then there was no Joe Burrow. Um, Jacob Easton, they sent him off to damn Washington. So nevertheless, you bring in Justin Fields, who's a better quarterback. That set the Georgia football team back, I would say, 10 years. Easy. Because yeah. that kid is so special at the quarterback position. And he chose to come there over Florida State, Florida, um, Michigan, Ohio State from the beginning. And he's a Georgia kid. He wanted to play for his hometown team. And, of course, uh, with Fromm, he's a Georgia kid, too. And they went with the Georgia kid uh, that they wanted. We'll say that for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but you remember Jacob Eason got hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But at the same time, you knew Jacob Eason was a better quarterback than Jake Fromm. He's good. He'll be fine. But he's not better than Will Greer, bro. He's not better than Will Greer. He's not a better quarterback than Will Greer. Will Greer's second. Did you, did you see him drop it to the fifth round, though? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's for the same crazy. reason that Joe Burrow goes number one, your only good is what you have in front of you, dog. Mm-hmm. Watch what Joe Burrow does, messes up this entire SEC good look that we have going on. Watch this, Jeff. Hey, uh, you notice they didn't have no Gators on that too early draft for it, right? For the first round? <laughs> mm. Oh, because we had three. What are you talking about? Mm. Uh, Just saying. Hey. hey. We had a top 10. Y'all ain't had nobody going top 10 on that team. Y'all ain't going to win enough games. <laughs> Shit. Hey, top 10. Hey, man. We, 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 we took a page from y'all book when y'all was, you know, in the slums for a while. Yeah. <laughs> who, y'all, who y'all coach? The, um, I, what's my uh, man's name? What's my man's name? I can't never remember his name now. It ain't Willie Taggart. <laughs> no, who y'all coach? Yeah. Who y'all coach? I can't hey, remember his hey, name. Hey, the ship be sinking. You hear me? That thing done. Hey, man, we kept y'all on for a long time, man. We, on this Zoom, we get to talking. We getting, we got to record. Uh, always fun. Anybody else got another loser? No. Uh, probably the Patriots, but we'll go on to that later. Good, good. I think some small town, some small school players. Oh, you know who was a loser? HBCU prospects, man. Yeah, for sure. Man, they didn't get to do that HBCU yeah. combine. And I guarantee, man. Uh, Chris Rowland from Tennessee Diamond, State, yeah. man. He was going yeah. to get drafted, man, if he was able to compete mm-hmm. in that combine. Yeah. So shout out to Chris Rowland, signed for the Falcons. And uh, that'll that'll eventually end up being a situation where I think Chris Rowland plays NFL football for sure. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Players like that. Exactly. Yeah, man. That was a good call, Jeff. Um, we'll be back soon to figure out how this thing's going to go. Sorry about that. Yep. Weezy being Weezy, dog. The GOAT. Yeah, man. Tweet us questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Coach, why so funny, Coach? Tell a friend. You, boy. You funny. That's what's so funny. You. You. Yeah, you for sure. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. Most definitely, man. The Revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Peace. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The Revolution will be podcasted.